Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Whoa! Hello! Hello and welcome to the show. That was so enthusiastic. Welcome to the first episode of 2020! What? 2020? 2020, yo! We're in the the building! In the his house. In the his house! I'm wearing a Snoop Dogg shirt, so it's very appropriate for me to say that. I feel like that was such a good sort of singing of that song that we may get flagged for copyright because we did it. We did it. So, hello and welcome. We are your weekly jaunt through the paranormal haunt. Yeah, sure, that'll do. (laughs) We are brought to you today by our fantastic patrons over at Patreon.com/slash. You mean a poltergeist. Thanks, guys. And if you are looking to consume some delicious meals, you can do so with a special, special low price code from us at HelloFresh. Follow the link in the description to get 40% off your very first delivery. Snag them deals. Make them goals. New Year's resolution. We've all got them. What's yours, babe? Uh, to be drunk more. Wow. Healthy. Healthy. I'm trying that uh, model diet with the one glass of Chardonnay in the morning with a yep. boiled egg and then half a cup of black coffee. Nice. With some more Chardonnay. Black coffee is an acquired taste. It makes you poop. It does. I've never... Ex- well, <laughs> I always say... That I never, whenever like people see me drinking lots of coffee or having lots of caffeine, because you know caffeine makes you shit. Poop. Poop. Everyone's like, don't you like nearly shit yourself from that? And I'm like, what? No. But it's because up until this, well, up until last year, I didn't realize I had celiac disease and was struggling through it. So I was always shitting myself regardless. (laughs) So I was like, this ain't nothing, nothing new to me. I've been shitting my pants since I was six, boy. Anyhow. And he still does, and he's 25. Yep, you know. I'm fucking living the dream. What a good dog. It wouldn't be 2020 without uh, the dogs barking. Yeah. Mouse! Mouse! Stop! Settle! Settle down! What are your New Year's resolutions? Do you want to see more ghosts? Do you want to summon a demon? Do you want to get rich in Hollywood by selling your soul? Do you wanna? Do you wanna treat? <laughs> it's what we normally say to the dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are they... Do you wanna hear from us in the new year? Do you wanna keep hearing shit like this, or would you like to hear someone else? I don't know if I can tell us, mate. Do you wanna hear about aliens? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> I think Maybe. aliens is a very interesting topic. It's kind of paranormal. It's not like we'll like ever run out of ghosts and stuff. No, God, no. There's infinite ghost stories all around the world. I um had a dream the other night, and I had this dream before a few times, and it was a particularly weird experience with a Wendigo. And after in my dream, after I had finished uh, stopping this Wendigo from killing people, my thought was, "Oh, good. Now I can tell this on the podcast." I thought that while I was dreaming. While you were dreaming. <laughs> but then I woke up and realized, oh, it wasn't a real thing. I can't tell it on the podcast. But hey, screw you awake, Brayden. I'm following Dream Brayden's rules, and I'm telling you right now. Good job, baby. That's all I got. Um, yeah, I had a dream last much. night, too, actually. It was pretty weird. Um, it was about your sister, Jess. Yeah. I... Who listens? She does. Hello, Jess. Hello, Jess. Don't take any offense to this. <laughs> oh, no. What was it? It wasn't like a terrible dream, but I was... Um, I think I gave everyone a porcelain doll of themselves. For little Christmas. creepy, little creepy, but cool. A little bit creepy, <laughs> but for some reason it got Jess more work as a tattoo artist. Oh, um, she's like, it's my good luck charm or something like that, and I'm like, ah, oh, sick, you know. And I don't know where we were, but she asked me to get her some pickles and gherkins. And Pretty I didn't. similar things. <laughs> and we didn't have any gherkins, but we had pickles. So I brought her the pickles, and she's like, where's my gherkins? And oh, I'm my like, gosh. We don't have any. She's like, I asked you to do one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, technically, you asked me to do two things. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. And then all of a sudden, her like little porcelain doll just like fell off the shelf like it was up with like everyone's like i i gave one of like sarah of mandy you tony everyone everyone had one and hers just fell off and broke and then like i woke up and i was like wow that's a i don't know what that means do you believe in dream meanings yeah i kind of have an i i don't know i feel like there's a lot of dreams that can have particular meanings to do with your life but i don't associate too much to like there's some dreams i have where it's just like that can definitely not be anything to do with anything like that one time i dreamed about a cake that started making out with my friend because it has had an alien face on it <laughs> very weird weirdest dream in my life the only dreams i do remember are like ones that probably have a bit of meaning to them yeah yeah and that was very weird i was like oh what does that mean yeah maybe better get us some fucking gherkins (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah shit that's the moral of the story when someone tells you to do something you gotta do it when life gives you pickles Pickles, you gotta get them gherkins it should have given you gherkins as well (laughs) absolutely (laughs) be upset (laughs) they are technically in the same family they they are they're the same thing they're just pickled cucumbers but they're tiny right is that what a gherkin is yeah they're smaller pickled cucumbers fucking delicious as a child i hated gherkins i hated pickles and gherkins and you want to know why because everyone else didn't like because i was a little playboy and i had a little girlfriend in like year one and two and when I'd kiss her, kiss her on the lips, I know before you, sorry. Mm-hmm. When I'd you know, get my once per week little peck on the lips, <laughs> I always tasted gherkins. <laughs> and that's why you didn't like them? Yeah, and I was like, ew, that's weird. Why, do, why is that what kisses taste like? <laughs> <laughs> and that was my first experience with kisses. So you relate gherkins to kisses? Yeah, 
But now I like it because you oh, okay. like them and I kiss you and I'm like, mmm, gherkins. Mmm, gherkins. <laughs> no. Love kissing my babe just to get some gherkins. <laughs> <laughs> Not like I'm in a gherkin gherkins taste. Gherkins. <laughs> yeah, I fucking dude. love gherkins. Does everyone in the world call them gherkins? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the more like, we say it, the weirder it sounds. <laughs> right? Gherkins. Yeah. Like people around the world just have no idea what to I fucking right love gherkins. Like mum's told you this story. So... At, like, Christmas or parties or whatever, there'd be two tables. There'd be, like, the adult table with all, like, the cabana and the little pickled onions, little cocktail onions and the gherkins and cheese (laughs) and the fucking jats crackers and the dips and shit. And then there'd be, like, the lolly table for the children. And my cousins and my brothers would always go to that. And I'm like, mum, get me some cabana and gherkins. And I need them little pickled onions and I want one of every fucking colour. Because you know they come in the colours. You got them clear ones. Boring as shit. But Get then you've got here. the green and the red, and it's festive as fuck. And this is where your strange, not strange, but super kind of enthusiasm for the festive spirit came from. Absolutely. I mean, you've got to have from all onions. three, all three coloured onions, <laughs> cocktail onions. But they're my favourite things. I fucking love them, and I love charcuterie boards, and I love salami. I would just fucking eat a whole thing of salami. Oh, I yeah, mean, anyone yeah. would, but I mean, delicious. You wouldn't eat it with the same. You would do it over the top of like a bag of lollies. Yeah, I've I'm always it, been like... a more savoury person, and I'm like super basic with the sweet things that I like, like for a birthday cake. You don't or, like, like chocolate. I don't really like chocolate that much. Hmm. I'll eat it. If it's there. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but I, I wouldn't choose it. I wouldn't choose a chocolate cake over just a plain vanilla sponge cake. That's I'd like rather how... plain vanilla sponge cake. <laughs> the way you talk about chocolates is the same way someone else would talk about gherkins or pickles. <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you <you're laughs> like, right. Let's just start off. Like, I wouldn't pick the pickles off of my cheeseburger mm. from Macca's. I've mm. never... I like, fuck, I love pickles, man. I... Yeah, I would as a child, but now as an adult, I'm like, damn, that's delicious. I love olives now. I never used to like mm. olives. That was the one thing I never liked. But now, I just stand there eating them out of the jar <laughs> in front of the fridge. So. Just munching away, like. <laughs> moving on to something paranormal. What are we talking about today, Belinda? Um, anything we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, we are talking Fucking about anything. Fucking so. <laughs> because, well, f- for me anyway, Elsha. One of our listeners, underage listener, beware. But nice. <laughs> yeah, we you know we don't condone underage listening. You know what I'm saying? We but if it happens, a bit it explicit, happens. Just let you know. Yeah, I mean we this say the warning. F word. You know, fuckity fuck fuck fuck. Yeah, we say the G word, gherkin. Gherkins. I was gonna <laughs> say what gangster? <laughs> gangster. Yeah. We gangsters. You know what I'm saying? I say cunt a lot. Yeah. Well, that's different in Australia. That's like a regular thing to say. I think. Yeah, but I mean, come on. You don't want your kids saying that at school. No, that's for sure. You don't want them saying that at school. Um, Yeah, well, Elsha was like, has the memory of an owl. So she came up to me and said, You, hoo-hoo, forgot to do armoured ghosts. Or ghosts in armour. And I said to her, wow, I did. I will do that next episode. So... Since I'm starting today, I'll just tell you that the ghosts I'm doing aren't armoured. <laughs> I'll just get that out of the way. But uh, Mine aren't either. Alright. Sorry. I, I, no, can I just explain? Yeah, I explain. was looking up like medieval stuff and stuff, and then I 
just kept clicking links to different things. And what I ended up on gave me more chills than anything else I was reading. Oh. So I was like, oh, fuck your armor knights. Yeah. Fuck your medieval shit. I'm doing this. Yeah, it's been a while since we've got them chills. Like, it was a good chill. Like, I, oh, I'll wow. explain later. All right, yeah. You do you. Sorry, Thank I won't you. interrupt anymore. Yeah, so I looked through many armored sort of... Uh, ghosts. I found some cool ones from Sweden. A bunch of knights that like live in this cave that are ghosts now and are waiting to ride out into battle once more and uphold their valor. Uh, pretty cool. But the story was pretty much limited to that. Like oh, I, I there was nothing yeah. else. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah, that was it. Your turn, Belinda. <laughs> um, oh, well, my people. So I did a little clickety click clack, and I got to a little bit of Hawaiian. Oh. Paranormal tales, a couple of those. So Hawaii, Hawaii. Yeah. So I clicked on some, and I found some warrior type ghosts, which I thought were really freaking cool. So I'm going to be doing that instead. Nice. I just spied uh, with my little eye. Um, Something beginning with. Pretty sure it's a green bauble behind uh-huh. the behind the tables. As we all know, Priscilla loves attacking Christmas trees. There's and one underneath the fridge, too. She just put them everywhere. She's made her deposits for the year. <laughs> She's like, I will grab them when I feel festive. Festive and in requirement of some baubles to knock around. And make a noise. So, in the lovely Hawaii, 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 there is a group of warrior ghosts that roam together across the land, and it is said that most who lay eyes upon them are doomed to die. I say most. Most. Because some aren't, and I'll tell you more about that later. Remind me. So, this legendary group of warrior spirits is said to be such a regular sighting that it is said that most people in Hawaii have seen these ghosts themselves or know someone who has seen them in their family. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. So, I'm talking about the very deadly night marches of Hawaii. So, are they bad guys? Uh, yeah, they're, they're malevolent. They're oh, evil. Yeah. They're evil. Well, now in... I I mean, kind of, but kind of not. I'd say... No, I'd say they're in between. Okay. Because they do bad things to you if you look at them, which would be malevolence. Mm. But they're upholding a sort of tradition, which I'll get into. So, so they're not really that bad, but they're, what they're doing is bad. Right. So Their intentions aren't bad. No, their intentions are bad, but they'll do something bad. Okay. So as the sort of history goes behind the night marches, they were a group of elite warriors who protected people that were so sacred that no one was allowed to look at them. So some some of these leaders, be it like kings or chiefs, uh, would be like representations for them of gods and goddesses. Mm -hmm. So... Parts of them they would deem would be holy, like say their face or like their back was holy for some reason, mm. or like their arm. So if someone, if one of them had like a face that was holy, not even the night marchers are allowed to look at them. So they'd go to the very front, they'd be leading, so their face would face away from them, mm-hmm. while the night marchers would be behind protecting. Mm. Or if the person's back was holy, they'd be at the back, so no one could look at their back, mm. etc. Yeah. So it's weird, someone's back could be holy. A little strange, yeah. But, but alright. <laughs> roll with it. Roll with it. We roll with that thing. So it was, uh, yeah, it's a cultural taboo for 
anyone to lay eyes upon these sacred beings. And the punishment for going against such a strictly enforced sort of ruling is death. Immediate death. If you even look at them, you die. This is in, like, real life as well. Yeah. It's, like, during the real life times. The real life times, the times that they were actually active. Yeah. So, as I said, they were sort of beings that personified the gods and whatnot. Their chiefs and their kings and things like that. But some some sort of Hawaiian law would even say that the gods and goddesses would walk among them. Yes. I know, I'm just watching my shadow. Oh, okay. That's insane, though. Yeah. The reason they're actually called night marches is because they'd protect their sacred beings during travel, and they'd uh, create a giant procession, like a long line of people, like... It's like so, a, like, they're marching. Yeah, it's a marching line of uh, warriors. And they'd only travel with them at night, escorting them wherever it is they wanted to go. That's so, intimidating as fuck. Yeah. But, I mean, they may sound scary and sort of, like, you know, a bit cruel even, but they they sort of weren't. I mean, it's just the culture, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. But they travelled at night specifically so there would be less people around who could accidentally look upon the person and would have to be killed. Oh. And when they travelled, they'd blow their conch shell horns, they'd make, like, drumming noises, they'd carry the torches, so everyone could see them coming from a long while away, so they could clear the path and show respect for what mm. was about to come through, so they wouldn't even have a chance of dying. Of dying, yeah. So they wanted to give people as much chance of not being slaughtered as possible. But if someone was stupid enough or didn't hear or whatever... And looked upon them. Yeah. Dead. Dead. Yeah, unfortunately. So, like, would they be able to notice them? All right, All right hearing you. It's one of those big barrels on yep. the side of the road. Yep. Little hole poked out. Yep. If they looked through that and they noticed, would they die? Uh, if it was in real life. Yeah, in real life. And they notice you looking at them through a barrel. Yeah, you're, like, inside the barrel, like, full Scooby-Doo, inside the barrel, with a little hole poked out, peeping through, like... But, do, and and the night marchers see you looking. Yeah, like, do you think they'd be able to notice? I don't know. Depends how... I think it's pretty genius. Depends how hidden you are. I think it's pretty genius. Pretty genius. Well, if you ever wanted to take a look at some night marchers, get yourself a barrel with a little oh. hole poking out of it, yeah. Full on Scooby-Doo. Give a look. I don't know whether that'd work now with the paranormal aspect of this, but it'd probably work back in the day if there were humans and you just gave them a look, they wouldn't be able to see you. But yeah, like peeked out little curtains of the window, and, just like, <laughs> yeah. and then some one of them just turns around and like points at you, and you're like, oh, "No, I was not looking." <laughs> the duty that they were fulfilling during their lives was so honourable that their role of protector continued on into their afterlives. Now these souls serve the Hawaiian gods and goddesses themselves Mm -hmm. in the afterlife as night marchers. So they actually escort the... Supposedly they escort the gods and, like, the avatars of the gods and the goddesses around. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. So there are constant and countless encounters with these spirits, and a lot of these encounters occur on specific days in the lunar cycle, uh, where the moon's sort of, like, dwindling nearly at the edge, where it's, like, no moon at all. Mm. 
as well as on specific event days, like historical events that happen when the day comes around to celebrate that event. Night marches will be quite present. And as well as at historic sort of landmarks and sites, maybe like sacred caves, sacred grounds where rituals happen, things of that nature. Like night marches are commonly spotted at those sort of locations. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and some of the some of the sort of locations that they travel along because they're marching still are so well known that they have like specific night marcher trails like marked out. Oh wow! Like, hey, be careful. Some go through like universities and stuff. So rest in peace to the students. What the fuck? The kids are the future. No, they're not. They all got killed by the night marchers. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, insane. Why and get this through a university. Exactly. When you get killed by the night marchers, if you look at them, you become a night marcher. So they're an endless... They're the fucking White Walkers. Holy shit. I know. That's what it was all based off of. Yeah. So I told you that nearly everyone dies who looks at them. The only way to survive looking upon them is mm. to actually have a relative, like the spirit of a relative that's in your bloodline in the marchers themselves. So if your relative... Well, what are the fucking chances of that? <laughs> yeah, I know. If your relative is in there, then you're all right. You can look at them and be like, wow, cool. You know, as long as you're showing respect, it's all good. Lol <laughs> <laughs> jokes you just see and they go, fuck you, motherfuckers. Then <laughs> <laughs> they come and kill you. Now you're a night marcher. Yeah. For the rest fuck. of your eternity. Eternity. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Dying and still having to work. Oh, my God. Fuck I me. I guess they just kill love... myself again, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what happens if a spirit dies. I don't think Nothingness. Do demons eat spirits? No, I don't think so. Is that a thing? I think they can just torture them for eternity. Ah. I don't know. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Nothing from the good place. No. <laughs> so, there have been sightings of actual day marches. Oh. Yeah. So there's been a couple of sightings of day marches. They these ones are particularly okay. They're like benevolent because when they're the only reason they're marching is, is to go to like a spot of a like a grave where someone's been recently buried and recently deceased. Oh, okay. And they will take that person the spirit of that person, sorry, carry it into the ocean where they will pass on into the afterlife. Oh. Yeah, so the night marches serve as sort of like a psychopomp in a sense, like bringing them That's from their beautiful. body and releasing their soul off into the afterlife. How nice is that? Oh. Anyways, back to the bit where they kill everyone. Okay. So, yeah. No more being nice. No more. No, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, no more Mr. Night Walker. <laughs> yeah. I've had one glass of wine. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the most common sighting of night marches is seen as a long procession of torches in the distance walking in a line at night. Oh. Now I know what you're thinking. That's probably just a bunch of humans with, with torches. torches. And maybe you're right, but in most of these occasions, the night marches are seen coming down from the tops of mountains and traversing over the edges of vertical cliffs and like treacherous paths where they would not be able to keep up the same pace. You know, they'd have to have fucking climbing gear and shit if they were really people. Yeah. But they keep, like, they just walk down the edge of a mountain cliff. Yeah. 
So that's insane. What the fuck? Yeah, that's that's what makes people be like, oh, it's night marches. Be it's careful. Night marches. And then again, you know, they hear the horns, the conch shells, the drumming, the chanting. Uh, depending on what the sort of being is that they are escorting, there's mm. one particular goddess that partic- that has a sort of fascination or like uh, has a place among the night marchers who will will be escorted by them, and she'll be the one walking with them. I think in Hawaiian sort of uh, mythology, there's only three gods and three goddesses, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you hear the conch shells, you hear all that. So it's they're giving you plenty of sort of time to avoid being killed. Yeah, they're trying to help you. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't want to fucking kill you, but I'm gonna. So you look at me. The only way to thing. the other way to sort of uh, avoid being murdered by them, if you can't just immediately get out of their way, is you have to lay down on the ground. Eyes on the ground, arms by your side, completely prostrate, you know, and sort of think respectful and submissive thoughts so that you know you give, they're giving, or they know that you're giving your respect to them and then they'll let you be and they'll accept your sort of respect and then walk past. So long as you don't fucking lay eyes on them, you're all good. Okay, so they're mind readers now, they can hear your respectful thoughts. Yeah, well, they're spirits. I don't believe it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel well, like... I mean, I believe in a lot of things, but mind readers? Get the yeah, fuck yeah. out of I'm kidding. Yeah. I guess they'd be able to sense it, hey? Yeah, I mean, just the sort of vibe you're giving off. You're like, hey, I'm a bitch. <laughs> submissive, you got your ass in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm submissive. Ooh, you dominant. <laughs> so... Yes, actually, there's been tons of sightings of this. Okay. This is the most credible fucking sighting I've ever fucking heard about in my life. Yeah. Guess who was the first written account of sightings of night marches? Who gave it? Because you have to remember, well, obviously I didn't know this, so you don't have to remember, but you have to learn right now okay. that Hawaiian culture didn't really have a written language, I don't think, up until when a certain explorer settled upon them or came there is it that columbus dude no 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 so i don't know any history at all yeah. about fucking hawaii yeah neither it's been fun learning um so captain cook what cook boy cook boy, the, cook boy. He, he discovered australia he discovered australia what the fuck old captain cook Cookie. actually gave the first written account of night marches I want to say it's going to be 1783, not 1883 that was written. I'm fairly certain he discovered it in 1783. But, anyhow, he gave a written account of night marches and believed that he saw one of the past kings in the thing. So he managed to fucking see it somehow. That's oh, what I want to know. How come he didn't die? Shit. Because he's an explorer. I feel like, I think if you look far enough away from them, you're alright. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, so there were another. There was. <laughs> there was another um, story I heard or account. This was on an interview from memory. The man was saying that one of the ladies in the town had seen them, told someone that she saw them during the night, and like looked upon them. And then in the morning, she died of a bad heart attack. 
Oh. So it's like that classic sort of banshee whale sort of, you know, that sort of deadly effect where, you know, you just get this horrible sort of overcome of bad health. That's terrible. And die. Another sort of recount was of this fisherman who was out fishing with his friends late at night, or one of his friends, and while they were fishing along the beach, they saw these lights beginning to come down from a mountain and onto the beach and begin walking around the cove sort of towards them where they were fishing on these rocks. And they immediately just sort of looked at each other. They'd had a few drinks, I think, so they were like, shit, this isn't real, you know, we're fucking hallucinating, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't hallucinate from alcohol, but maybe they had something else. I was like, the green fairy. <laughs> yeah, maybe they had that green coconut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so they laid down. They were just like, screw it, we'll just lay down. So they lay down on the ground, you know, did their regular thing. They looked up, and the night marchers had sort of come towards them until they were about, like, 50 metres away, and then sort of turned back around and started going up the beach. The guys just immediately got up and sprinted back home, leaving all of their equipment there, and then went back in the morning. Yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ. And that lady who died of a heart attack? Sorry, forgot yeah. to add this bit. Uh, apparently, she was seen marching in the night marches by someone who was her relative. So they were, the imu- they were immune. They were immune to the thing, because she was now in the night marches. <gasps> so they saw her soul or whatever Whoa. marching. How weird. This is yeah, there's tons of recounts oh of this God. night marches. Lots of like uh, interesting bits about kids and whatnot not being able to hear them or see them at all. So I think maybe it was maybe I don't know the uh, history protect exactly. The children, yeah, protect the children. Maybe you know they know the children make mistakes and the, they're just kids, so they, of course they're gonna make adults. mistakes. You know, they know the taboo better and they know the sort of rules. That's so right. they sort of give a give a blind eye to the children. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Siri. Siri. The giver. <laughs> I didn't even say Siri. So yeah, that's all I have on the night marches. Yeah. Pretty cool. They're kind of like sea cool. versions of the night walkers and Hawaiian. Real cool. It's uh, deadly, though. Oh, very deadly. Oh, and guess this. Get this, right? Yeah. They shoot laser beams from their eyes. Get out. That's got to be made up. No, no, no. That's what, that's what it's, t- it's all styled, babe. It's for a style bag. <laughs> Am I drunk? Why can't I speak? I don't think laser beams. I like everything else. Yeah, not laser, laser beams. Laser beams. Like, laser, I mean, laser beams. Babe, it's just radiant light from their eyes. Okay, which why didn't you in say radiant my, light? Okay, well if I, th- it's not as cool if I. If say you radiant first said light. radiant light, I would have been like, oh, shit. laser beams. Laser beams. That, radiant that's light fucking is fake ra- as shit. laser beams. No. You know what laser beam is? Light that has radiation. You know what radiant is? Do you is? know what laser beams sound like? Tell Speak me. as shit. <laughs> I don't know about that. They're shooting those, you know those fucking dollar store lasers? You've got them for eyes. Oh my god. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about the ghosts of the 2011 tsunami in Japan. Oh, cool. Mm. And sad. Very sad. Um, so... I want to apologise for any... <laughs> Thing that I can't pronounce. Okay, I can help you. I've tried I'm my fluent. very best. I've tried my very best. <clears throat> I'm beyond fluent in Japanese. Ready? Watch this. Inu. It's a dog. Uh, Neko. Cat. Uh, Subarashi. 
dog. Splendid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> okay. Seven taxi drivers in Japan have had encounters with ghost passengers since the 2011 tsunami in Ishinomaki. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Okay, where nearly 16,000 people died in 30-foot wave high. 30-foot high waves. 30-foot wave highs. Oh, my God. (laughs) In all the cases, the passengers entered the taxi, told their destination, and then would disappear without paying their fare. The stories from the taxi drivers were discovered and collected by a college student named Yuka Kudo. She's 22. She's a sociology major of Tohoku Gakuen University and compiled the encounters for her graduate thesis. Kudo is from a prefecture that was spared in the tsunami and before talking to the drivers, she thought of the natural disasters victims as thousands of people in a detached sort of way. She's since changed her mind. Every week in her junior year... Uh, Kuda headed to Ishinomaki and hopped into waiting cabs and asked drivers, um, did you have any unusual experiences from the disaster? Most of the 100 she asked just ignored the question. Some got angry and only seven spoke of their paranormal experiences. Wow. I guess, like, um, would that be kind of, like, part of their culture of, like, respect? Or, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, for them to get angry. I can understand maybe ignoring the question, being like, I don't want to talk about that, or blah, blah, blah. But to get angry just seems a bit... Yeah, maybe they had people that they lost or something in the in disaster. disaster, so They yeah. were probably just like, grumpy Don't fucking talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, one driver said he picked up a woman in a coat, and she said, please go to... Minam Ihama? Minam Ihama? Yeah. Um, to the, to that district. He told her, um, that that area was empty and had been, like, devastated by the tsunamis. She responded in a shaking voice, Have I died? Oh. The question was enough to make the driver turn around, but when he did, she was gone. Oh, when I, my that God. That was the part that I read that I got complete chills all over my body. Like, not goosebumps. I got chills. I instantly felt cold. My whole right side went cold. Yeah. And I, I think was like, that's called a stroke. <laughs> no, that would be my left side. Okay. <laughs> a reverse stroke. A reverse stroke. Yeah. So that's what I was like, I've got to do this one. Um, although... Oh my god, that's so scary. Yeah, as per usual though, I read like a million websites and they all just depicted the same yeah. article. I tried actually finding her thesis so I could read more, but it's yeah. not posted anywhere by mm. the looks of it. Anyway, so uh, another driver spoke of a man, possibly in his 20s, who got into his cab. He said to the man... Oh, sorry. He saw the man in his rearview mirror just pointing forward. He asked for his destination and the passenger said... Hiyoriyama, which means mountain. Hiyoriyama. There we go, thank you. Um, when they arrived, the man just vanished and didn't pay the wow. fare. Because oh. he was a ghost. How dare you not pay the fare? Because he was a ghost. The poor man's got children to feed. Right. So while many have said that um, 
it could just be the taxi driver's imagination, maybe from tiredness while working long hours. Hey. Pseudo proves otherwise. Hey. Unless you have mental illness and you or you haven't slept for five days or some astronomical amount of days, you're not going to be hallucinating to the point where you have a conversation and speak to another individual. I think that's schizophrenia. Yeah, that's the one. Mental illness or or like if you've actually taken something or... Yeah. That doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. Your imagination doesn't just conjure things. No, not like that. Not like full vivid hallucination sort of type in your face things. No. Um, So kudo proves otherwise. All that talked about their ghost passengers had started their meters when the person got in the car. The meter is recorded, and when the ghost passenger disappeared, the drivers would have to pay their fare. Uh. Some of the seven recorded the experiences in their logbooks, and one of um, one of them even showed her oh, the really? report. Wow. And this is all happening just a few months after the disaster. Yeah. The ghost passengers being young doesn't shock Kudo either, or even the taxi drivers. Um, it makes sense being at such a young age, um, they weren't expecting to die. Right. And in the moment, they would have wanted to be around their loved ones. Yeah. So what they're trying to do was go back home and be uh, around their loved ones. And she describes the victims so as being sad. strongly chagrined, shuck, chagrined, which just means distressed. Okay. Um, because they can't find their loved ones. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to do. And I think when they hit that sudden realisation, like that woman who was like, have I died? That's them going, oh, shit, I'm dead. There's nothing I can do and, like, pass oh over. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could you imagine? And Or if she just gets stuck like that, now she's just, like, wandering around. Yeah, all the time. Imagine how... What if she's going through the same conversation uh-huh. every other day? Imagine how confusing it would be. So Suddenly confusing. being alive, a young person studying, doing whatever you're doing, mm. and then being dead, and then you sort of wake up, you know, you've still got your body, no one else can communicate with you. You don't know where you are, but you're just like, I'll get into that taxi. And like them being young, I read in one article I didn't write down, but them being young and trying to get home by catching a taxi seems like the most, you know, like logical thing to do yeah um like just being a young person like oh i'll just get in the cab and go or like oh i'll just catch the train and go yeah you know whereas maybe like an older person would have been trying to ask around or something like that um so because they're the ghost passengers aren't the only ones that have stuck around after the tsunami just to get a better insight of what it was like for that day fifteen thousand eight hundred ninety three people died from a magnitude of nine earthquake that's immense um which lasted for six minutes holy fuck six fucking minutes so that set off all the tsunamis um in some pot some spots it reached about 133 feet high what the f Mm mm-hmm it's like it's insane. That's like forty meters. It reached inland six miles uh, or about nine point six kilometers, and still to this day, because the re- articles I was reading was back like in twenty sixteen, so I tried to do a little bit more research. But there is still two and a half thousand people missing. Wow, that's so sad. That's yeah, and this is why she was like, I don't just think of them as thousands of people have died, like. 
if she's thinking of them more respectfully rather than a statistic because yeah. there's still people missing. The spirits are lost and still trying to get home and yeah. they're so confused. Like the taxi drivers um, have said they're not scared by the ghost passengers but they admire them and consider their interactions a gift. Oh, It's so sweet. That's so sweet. That's, oh. Yeah. It's sweet. But also, even after all these years, um, survivors in the devastated coastal towns have seen ghosts wandering about where their homes used to be, lining up lining up outside of shops that used to be there and are no longer there. What? Um, others have seen headless ghosts, bodies without limbs, and even exorcists have claimed that people have been possessed by the spirits from the tsunami. Yeah. And one driver said, it's not strange to see a ghost. If I encounter a ghost again, I will accept it as my passenger. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So it's only really short, but I mean... I've got so many goosebumps. This is probably the saddest episode of You Made a Poltergeist (laughs) ever. I know, but I felt like I had to do something just in me. was like, you have to read that. You have to tell that story. So that's what I've done today. And I don't know. It just really makes you think of all these natural... Like, we've had so many natural disasters going on in Australia. still continuing with the bushfires. Two firefighters have lost their lives. And you see that headline, you're like, oh, damn it. Two firefighters down. But that's like two families down. Of a, of a man, yeah. you know, they won't. They didn't get to go home to their kids during Christmas. They didn't get to celebrate. They don't. They don't get to celebrate going into twenty twenty. You know, what if their spirit is still out there trying to fight the fires? Mm. You know, that's what they died doing. That's what they're going to try and continue doing in their afterlife because that was their passion. That's what they wanted to do. And like, it just really makes you put all these other disasters into perspective. Of that, it's not just a thousand people dying that's a thousand like families that have lost a person yeah like it's that's probably a whole family in that that's people are losing people you know what i mean people are losing family and friends and they're not just a statistic which is kind of what um kudo was saying was that She's once just looked at them like, I'm a sociologist and this is a statistic. Yeah. And now she's like, these are people and their spirits are still here because they're lost. And it's like, well, what if? What if you were lost? Are um, you feeling lost? Yeah. We love you. Love you guys. Let's get real sad just for a minute. Yeah. I'm kidding. For the last like 10 minutes. <laughs> But it's nice. That's I don't know. That's why I kind of did that one. And also, I got fucking crazy chills when I read it. Yeah. Because I was on, I think, Ranker.com, and it was like 11 or 13 of the most true ghost stories, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I think that one was number three on the list. Yeah. And I was, I just got chills. And I was like, click, link, click, Done. link, Done. click, link. Yeah. Yeah. I love the difference between japan sort of treating of ghosts or like how those people would treat the ghost like if a taxi driver here had a ghost enter the cab not pay their fare they'd be like i ain't ever picking up another ghost again (laughs) fuck that cunt (laughs) that man's like phantom fare all good yeah he's like no it's all right they're just trying to go home i'll pay it yeah like that kind of sucks though that they have to take it out of their wage because they're essentially doing a whole trip yeah it's being logged and in the meter and shit 
And then they're just like, uh, fuck. <laughs> they're like, I respect you. And I, I'm glad I could get you here and probably help you pass over, but fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but hey, next time, possess a rich man Please. and give me some money. Yeah, like that's all. That's crazy. Like, that exorcist, Japanese exorcists. What? I can't even imagine that. We're like, you know, we've definitely seen some people possessed by people of the yeah. spirits of the tsunami. It's That's crazy. Up. We brought back a ghost here. We've talked about this many times on yeah. the podcast before, but there was a Japanese ghost that got brought back here after yeah. I came back. I it's... think he'd gotten hit by like a train or something. Yeah. That's scary. So oh, scary. Creepy. Those trains are fucking quick there. Yep, they go fast. Oh, shit. You get hit by one of those, you are obliterated. You are like that little mosquito on your windscreen. Yeah. Literally. There was something else I was about to say, but I fucking forgot. This is a kind of a sad start to the new year. It's a bit of a sad start, but it can only go up from here. Oh, and that's the moral of the story. Everyone's going to get hard. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> we gonna have sex after this one. Oh, in a few more. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want to find us on Instagram or Facebook or support us on Patreon, it's just you, me, and a poltergeist. You sure you know that? You're listening to us now. You're on Spotify, Apple, wherever you are. Hell yeah! And you can find our personal pages on Instagram at b r a y d o n number five a s h. Or mine, which is so much better, uh, Bambi Maccas, B-A-M-B-I-M-A-C-C-A-S. Also, do you guys think I should make an Instagram for the dogs? Because Brayden's mum totally roasted me about not making an Instagram for the dogs. Yeah, usually so. you get roasted for making an Instagram for your dogs. But my mum roasted you for not having an Instagram She's for like, your dogs. why not? Because like, it's stupid. And that, you got it. <laughs> we should get them little, like, poorly jumpsuits. And oh, how cute. That's the episode. Don't forget to click the link and get 40% off your first HelloFresh order. You can select from 10 new meals every week that are designed by dietitians. Oh. They're like calorie smart and everything. And they're delicious. They're delicious. And, you know, coming into the year, you are sure to have lots of fun little goals and things to achieve. But one thing you always need to remember to do is... Exercise regularly, guys. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.